0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. When designing a church, a place of worship, a great deal of thoughts is put together. There are some, maybe small, but crucial details that the church designers and architects throughout the ages and throughout the years, have critically thought about so that it can keep and uphold the sacred nature of the church. One thing you'll notice, let me ask you, do you see any clocks in here? There is one clock I see that we should probably take out. I just realized it's here. Usually when you're in a church, there is no clocks. And why? It's because in the Mass, the worship of God, it is a time where we focus not just on the passing moment. When you enter these doors of the church, you're entering heaven. You're leaving this temporal passing time with all of its sufferings, with all of its struggles. And you're entering now the worship of the eternal God. You're entering now no longer the earthly time but you're entering God's time another thing you'll notice in the church is it's not typically designed like your house there are furniture and furnishings where we can sit where we can stand but even more so for you to kneel these pews they're not like your couch at home These pews, they're not like your couches that you might have that room where you have the special couches which are very sturdy but fancy. You can't really take a nap on them. Then you have the couches where are in the family room, right? Where you're sitting and you feel comfortable. Maybe it's hard to get up after you got so comfortable. But these are here not to so much make you comfortable, but when you're sitting, you'll be able to listen and to hear the word of God and that when we're called to stand you'll be able to have that posture in prayer and when you're called to kneel before Christ in the Eucharist you'll be able to do so in prayer all in all a church is a place that's to be designed for the community of the people of God where we can gather but we can also worship together in God's heavenly liturgy we're here Earth meets Heaven. And every design that we have here should be conducive to that goal. Many of us might have memories in churches where we've had that experience or where we've had that encounter with God. It might be here in this church. It might be in a church that you grew up in. It might be in a chapel when you're in adoration. When you are in that silence. Maybe when you were traveling, you encountered God and the beautiful architecture of the churches that were built. All in all, a common theme in all of these churches, a common theme in all these places where God is worshipped is a level of reverence and respect. If that reverence or level of Conduct or that level of respect wasn't there, you might not have had that opportunity to worship God. You might not have had that opportunity because it might have seemed, by the way people were acting, like any other place. Well, this conduct or this posture, these ways of being, it could be how much noise we make, how much we talk, what we are wearing what our behavior is, what our gestures we make. Whatever we do is out of respect and out of a knowledge of what we believe is here. And oftentimes when this reverence is not here, when we don't see that level of respect or that, that etiquette that you have in the church, sometimes you're met with gentle, loving correction. Sometimes not so much. I remember when I was a shamasha, um, we were serving. There was two rows of shamashi and then there was three rows of the, the female shamashi behind us. And, you know, I'm zeroed in on, on the liturgy and on the mass and I have my hands kind of folded behind my back like this. And, you know, we're, we're chanting, reciting and going back and forth with the priest. All of a sudden, I feel a hand just like slap mine and immediately the like churchy feeling kind of went away from me and immediately i had my anger face on i looked back behind me and there's an even more angry shamashita looking at me and i was like don't put your hands behind your back right and i was like Psh. i put them back in, in front i listened to her as tough as i wanted to be but i realized then like she's why is she responding like to me like this? Why is she coming at me like that? Why is she she so fierce and wanting to make my posture to correct it? She's not my mom. She's not anybody. But I realized that she probably was taught something. She probably learned that because the, the church is so holy, because the church is so sacred, because the Mass is so beautiful and good, that... The way we're acting, the way we stand, the way we sit, the way we kneel, the way we act in here. It requires a level of respect and reverence from us. Now maybe she wasn't as gentle and as caring and as loving as maybe I would have wished. But she wasn't entirely wrong. Because a lot of times when we don't act out of reverence, maybe we feel like, no, we have to tell people how to sit. We have to tell people how to stand. We have to tell people how to act. When we're in church, a lot of times when people don't have that level of respect that we may imagine, it's probably because they don't know, maybe they don't remember or whatever is going on, they haven't been taught. We see today in the gospel, Jesus reacts in a righteous anger, in zeal to what was happening in the temple of God. So we see, the temple was supposed to be a place of worship. The temple was supposed to be a place where people came and offered sacrifice. They wanted to receive forgiveness. They wanted to be reconciled with God. And at the time of Passover, people would come from all over. And they would come to offer sacrifice for sure. But in order to do so, they had to bring an animal. And sometimes they'd have to buy some. And this location to buy was a little far away from the temple, but it had a a specific place. Sometimes they needed even to do a currency exchange. And so when Jesus sees that that place of selling had been brought into the court of the Gentiles, it it had been brought inside the place where people were supposed to worship, He saw that this selling, which wasn't really bad, But the selling that had disrupted and interrupted these people's opportunity to pray, that's when Jesus got up, He overturned their tables, made a whip of cords, and kicked them out of there so that the worship of God was able to happen. Now, Jesus acted the way He did because He knew something. He knew something that they didn't know. He knew that in the temple, God's presence is there. And because God is there, it makes the place so much more sacred. It makes the place so much more holy. It makes the place require so much more a posture and gestures and an attitude of knowing who is here. And if anybody knew the sacred nature of the temple, it was Jesus Himself. When you come into the church, it's no different than the temple. Actually, it is more sacred. It's more holy than the temple. Maybe you feel it, maybe you don't feel it. If you don't feel it, it's probably because everybody around us is not upholding and keeping that respect and honor and reverence. To leave us thinking, who is here? What's happening here? People, when they visit us in the church, when they come to the church, they should think and see, Oh my gosh, these people are acting this way. They're acting so much differently than they see outside. Not because they're hypocrites, but because they recognize and they know something that I don't. And that thing that we should be acting upon, that knowledge that we should be acting upon is the fact that when we walk into this church, you see there's a light that's shining here 24-7, which tells us you are encountering Jesus, who is the incarnate God in the flesh, the same one who was born for us, the same one who died for us, that we can live for Him. That when you walk into this church, you're encountering Jesus who is a king. And that if He's a king, then we have to look We have to dress, we have to act as if we're encountering not just a king, but the divine king, the Lord of Lords. Now we have to prepare ourselves in a fitting way to meet Him in our prayer, in the way we act. And in the Mass, it's not just Jesus who's present. When the priest calls upon the Holy Spirit, and when he begins to break and divide the body of Christ... After that, you know what we say? We say that hymn, You know what we're saying there? We're saying the cherubim, the seraphim, the archangels. We're saying the hosts of heaven. All the angels and the saints in heaven are surrounding the altar. Surrounding the priest, While I'm breaking and dividing the body of Christ for the forgiveness of sins. You might not see it with your eyes, but with the eyes of faith, we truly believe That we're not alone here in the church And it's not just us With Jesus But us with all the hosts of heaven here Man, if that's happening We gotta act right We gotta dress right We gotta pray Like he's here And the church etiquette I wanna be very clear It's not something that God needs from you The way you sit, the way you dress, the way you talk. It's not that God needs that from you. The way we thank God, the way we pray to God. God doesn't need our etiquette. God doesn't need that from me and you. It doesn't add to His perfection. He's already perfect. He's already eternal. He doesn't need that. We do. We need that etiquette. And that level, that common level of respect and reverence that we do in the church so that we can never forget the holiness that exists here. That we can never forget God who is here. We need that reminder, not God. And not only that, but when, God is, when Jesus is cleansing the temple, He knew that there was a dignity in and sacredness to the temple and in essence you and me are made temples of God and if you have ever been corrected if you have ever been disciplined if you have ever heard something or you have been maybe asked to maybe change in a certain way if you have been called out for maybe a sin or whatever it's because God knows if anybody knows how sacred and how precious you are in the eyes of God If anybody knows how lovely and how beloved you are in the eyes of Jesus, it's Him. And when He walks into the temple of your heart, He wants to see something that's fitting. He wants to see a dwelling place for Him. And if He sees anything that doesn't belong there, He wants to to take it out. Not for His sake, but for yours. We ask ourselves this question Today when we receive the Eucharist We're going to walk out of here As literal literal dwelling places of God How can we be able To honor that And to live As if that's really true Amen